0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and
2: Judd ja on Score North and scorenorth.com. So, you know, going to Auburn, obviously playing with a, a pretty decent big in Jabari Smith and having a, a similar game, you know, as far as like the perimeter wise. I think Cats obviously a little more, more physical than Jabari. Barry likes avoiding contact a little bit but um you know he's obviously a super skilled big and i wish him nothing but the best but um as far as playing with another big you know i think that in that system i I can thrive and so i'm really looking forward to it
0: love walker Kessler, just throwing shade shots i wish him all the best he's a great player kind of soft not gonna lie guys kind of a kind of a wuss kind of a wimp doesn't really want to bang in the paint, but
1: I wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, I just think he's I like a wonderful Walker player. Already. But uh, soft as Charmin, I, wet Charmin. Yeah,
1: I like him already. <laughs> Delivering the the takes.
0: has can, can we get him just a a properly fitted suit, a properly tailored undershirt? Can you play five seconds? Yeah, Listen, like he's an NBA player now, and uh, you know, it just yeah. looks like he's got a loose collar here.
2: So you know, going to Auburn, obviously playing with a, a pretty decent big and Jabari Smith. And having a, a similar game, you know, as far as like the perimeter, wise I think Cat's obviously a little more more physical than Jabari. This is yeah, way, see, I just, you, need you need the V.
3: You need a V. He's a big enough. He's a good enough, dude. to get the V. So then there's no peak. There's nothing hanging hanging out of the shirt. You just get a little peak. I, he needs a V neck. That's what he needs.
0: Or he just needs a tighter collar. Yeah, or a tighter out. collar.
1: His name's Walker Kessler. Allow <laughs> the man to live like Walker.
0: <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger um this is Mackie and Judd and this is also the lead-up to the most fantastic part of the NBA calendar when anything and everything can happen all of the rumors around the table and uh the great unknown is in front of us for the Timberwolves now we'll get into Satorian Prince is back two years 16 million uh Finch said some interesting things about another young player on the roster we will get to write that down predictions today as well but the biggest thing on the table here this week is as we record this on a Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday, Carl Anthony Towns is eligible officially for a four year, $211 million Supermax contract. Supermax? Here's a quarter of a billion dollars almost. You're no. welcome. Yep. So he's eligible for that tomorrow. All signs point to the Timberwolves sliding that offer across the table or, I don't know, via DocuSign. Do they sit in the same room? Do you send a $200 million contract through DocuSign email? I don't really know how that works. Probably not. But it's a contract that would carry him through age 32 in 2028. So my question for you guys is, however you would slide that contract over, whether it's over a table or an email. Let's say you get to look him in the eye, like Glenn Taylor did for Andrew Wiggins all those years ago. What would you want to ask Carl Anthony Towns? What would you want to make sure that he he looks you in the eye before he signs a Supermax contract and commits the rest of his prime and vice versa to the Minnesota Timberwolves? What would you want to know from Carl Anthony Towns?
1: Oh, I'm so far past trusting people who look me in the eye and say, I want the money. I think just to take your question and spin it a bit, I think it would come more from an internal discussion without Towns about what we think of Towns. And look, I think that a conversation about a contract this substantial, like this is, as Duke said, it's two more years, and then it kicks in. Um, So it's six years. Doesn't a conversation about this have to at least bring up the playoffs? Like internally with Finch and Conley and the basketball operation standpoint, Phil, doesn't it have to involve the, the the fear that I'm sure that that the basketball people, well beyond uh, Phil Mackey, felt after what was that game one or two? No, 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 game three. Game when three. he just basically I him a clown, about yeah, you times called him a clown. <laughs> you said I'm done with him. You you said I would trade him. And look, we were all upset. And we all were irrational. But the point <laughs> is, like, you didn't get there through just some small misshot shot bad game. Oh, no. that's too bad. Like, his behavior. It's
0: his behavior. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But what my point is, you're not wrong there. So I don't know, because, I mean, Towns is going to, you know, Towns is going to say in the calm of, of June what he should say, which is, you know what, I know I'm a star player. I know I have to improve in areas. But, you know, X, Y, Z that I bring to the table is special. But I really think it has to instead of being Carl sits down across from Glenn or Andrew did and says, I want this bad. I think the conversation has to <laughs> Give be me the an, bag, <laughs> an internal one about the feeling of this contract and what and what it's going to mean. And. Anthony Edwards, in my opinion, is your, like, marquee chip in the franchise because I just think he brings so much, so many intangibles. Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, this contract is huge. Towns is and needs to be a star. So I'm not saying I'm not doing this contract, but I am saying that I think it, I don't think it's just as simple as saying, well, that Memphis, I mean, that Game 3, that was a bad game. We were really upset, but now we're not there has to be a very in-depth discussion about how you feel um about carl and the fact that i really don't think as far as to your point the attitude or the demeanor or the ability to handle that game that you can just assume that he's not going to continue to have some of those same problems so i think it's a very interesting discussion
3: i think he is 100 percent worth the supermax, and let's even just removing the player and his attitude just for a second here Look at also where the salary cap and where the luxury tax is tre- is trending over the next five years. So right now, the salary cap in the NBA is 122. The luxury tax is 149. By the time 2025-2026 rolls around, and if Cat is indeed playing under a supermax, he'd be making $50 million in that season, then up to 54, then up to 58 in years 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ton of money, right? <laughs> Lot of money. But... The cap in 2025 is 134. The tax is 164. It goes up to 141, 172, 148, 181. So, like, the cap is significantly going up. The luxury tax is significantly going up over the course of the contract. I don't think it's going to be a situation where they're going to be completely eating that money and Cat completely erodes as a player. So, financially, I'm actually okay with taking a humongous risk. Yeah, paying a guy 50 plus million dollars in years three, four, and five. Because the rest of the league's cap continues to go up, and if you wanted to move him, if he get, becomes disgruntled, let's say if he's still a good player but he comes disgruntled, as Doogie has pointed out too, you could put probably move that contract.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that's a good point about the cap going up because these contracts, when they come out, they always in the think about the contracts that are now expiring, like the ones for Russell Westbrook. He's got one year, what forty seven million left that he opted into, and. James Harden here in the next 24 hours has to figure out, am I going to opt into my 47 million? And at the time of those contracts, you're like four years ago, you're like, what? These guys are going to make 50, almost $50 million. And Cat's going to be almost $60 million in five or six years from now. But, you know, within the context of the cap going up, it's not, it's not quite the the crippling contract that maybe it looks like if things don't work out. But yes, this is a guy that dropped 60 points in 36 minutes in a mid-March game against San Antonio. 60 points in 36 minutes. We know what he's capable of. He's the greatest shooting big man of all time. He is, percentage-wise, that is a fact. Seven-footers do not shoot 40% from three-point range. Mm-hmm. And when he puts his mind to it and goes into cyborg mode, like you saw in Game 4, for instance, the bounce-back game from the colossal you know, 26-point blown lead in Game 3, he can be the best player on the court in a playoff game and lead the team to a victory and we we know what he's capable of at his peak the question is not what is he capable of at his peak the question is how consistent can he be how much can he raise his floor when his emotions are running high and so that's where it's hard like when you talk about all right we got a briefcase of cash here carl it's 211 million dollars guaranteed That doesn't kick in until after you make another 70 million over the next two years. So you're going to pull in over a quarter of a billion dollars over the next six years as we slide this contract over to you. It's hard to do that from a place of sort of franchise desperation, right? I mean, you can't, the Timberwolves aren't exactly a team that can get nitpicky about, well, we didn't like his attitude and we don't like the way that he kind of melts down in playoff games. Therefore, we're going to play hardball contractually. You, you need to sign him to a contract and sort of cross your fingers but it's hard to give a guy a quarter of a billion dollars over five or six years on one hand. And then on the other hand say, okay, we're going to coach you hard now, Carl, we need you to be much less reactionary and muscle, uh, much less emotional in some of these big games. When officials are making bad calls, like we need you to rein that stuff in. It's hard to play both sides of it to me, but you have to try if you're the Timberwolves.
1: Well, and that's why I said, I think this is more of an internal discussion that doesn't involve towns though, because look, If you sign Towns to this contract, which it sounds like they are certainly planning on doing and probably should, um, you cannot act surprised if things don't change. So, like, if you get to a playoff game a year from now and he, you know, goes from melting down in Game 3 to being spectacular in Game 4, that's him. Uh, at, At his age, I don't think athletically that there's going to be this seismic shift to become this tough guy who... Uh, The officials, in his mind, screw him, and he's like, ah, this is I'm going to power through this. What we saw from Carl in the back-to-back games three and four is very much him. So I think the internal discussion has to be, we know what we are signing up for. That's where the Wiggy thing drove me crazy, because there was this, the quotes from Glenn and the quotes from the Wolves when he got his max was basically, look me in the eye and tell me you're going to be different. No, he's not. Um plugged into the um plugged into what what he was in Golden State, the, the infrastructure there is the word I, I was looking for. He's going to be very effective. But the infrastructure here was was not effective, called on him to do t- too much, and then the wolves were like, but you looked me in the eye and told me this, right? And this again where is where I believe that Tim Connolly is going to be a far more savvy executive because he's played this game and I think he's a smart dude. You have to know what the price point and what the results for Carl are going to be. And that's going to be, you're going to get a great player, but you are definitely still going to get a guy who, if he melts down, you can't then say, but he said he wouldn't. Yeah, And I and, and I do think the new Timberwolves are not going to be like that too, just to preface it.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's not a hard decision to sign him to the Supermax because there's only a certain amount of players that make an impact like Carl Anthony Towns can. But but yes, it you are committing the next five or six years, and 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 the you know assuming that he that you keep him around for the duration of the contract because you expect to be competitive, uh, you are hoping that he can not train wreck some of these big games. And it is not as I know people have kind of gotten on me for how much I maybe overreacted after Game Three. They played seven playoff games if you include the Clippers game. He was an active anchor for them in three of those seven games, like whether it was fouls or just sort of out of context offensive shots because he's trying to force something that's not there, whether it's behavior getting, you know, just getting caught up mentally in the emotions of bad calls or whatever it was. Um, I can see maybe one out of seven Draymond Green got booted and suspended from an NBA finals game in series five years ago. So it happens but for it to happen three times in seven games it's a huge problem. So I think it's okay to say here's all the great things about Carl Anthony Towns, here's why you would absolutely give him the Supermax contract, but over here we can't ignore this. This can't you are not going to get to where you want to be as a franchise if you just ignore this and and maybe even empower it to continue to happen. So I think you have to be able to say both of those
1: things. With Carl as he currently is because I don't I really don't think a lot of, of- how he is as a person is going to change. Now that does not mean th- that he is going to have three terrible playoff games, but with Carl as he currently acts and is, do you believe th- or can you see Phil a day where cat and aunt and a really nice supporting cast are on a stage with the L.O.B. hoisted high? Cause that's the question.
0: I actually can. I actually can. And it's, it's, It's more because I think Ant is going to rise up to just based on his size, his skill, everything about the first two years of the things we've seen from him. I think he's going to be one of the five or six best players in the league by the time he gets to be 24, 25, 26. I just, unless there's some sort of injury, you know, God forbid. I think if if he turns into that player and then Carl Anthony Towns is still one of the 15 or 20 best players in the league and maybe he can rein in some of the foul problems, I can see it, absolutely. You, okay. you, I, I think I actually think the Timberwolves are in a better spot because of Ant and Cat, but more specifically Ant than a than about twenty five or twenty six different teams in the NBA. Because you you need those star level players if you want to win a championship. I'm not saying they're one of the five best teams in the league right now. I'm saying their upside and their trajectory and their ceiling, if molded correctly, is on that level. If you go out like two, three, four years from right now but they're going to have to take more lumps in the playoffs probably. They're going to have to nail a third player at some point. And I don't know if it's a trade for somebody or if it's a if it's a draft pick. Maybe it's Jade McDaniels. But yeah, I can I can see that. And we've seen examples before. Look at what Anthony Davis was to LeBron a couple years ago. Look at what we've brought some of these examples up. Look at what uh you know, Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol were as talented big guys to Kobe over here. Look at what Chris Bosh was to LeBron and to Dwayne Wade. So if you've got that talented, you know, offensively skilled big man that maybe isn't the leader of a team type personality, if that guy can kind of slot in as the number two to a superstar wing player, that's a great formula for winning championships over over the years in the NBA.
1: Yeah. As long as he looks you straight in the eye. and says
0: <laughs> Look me in the eye. Why don't you look us in the eye and tell us how we can lose weight this summer? Oh,
1: yes, exactly right. In fact, down... 40 pounds, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, and now it's your turn. It's your turn to do what I did, and if I can do it, you can too, and that is drop those unwanted pounds with a program that not only helps you take the pounds off in an easy way, but also, probably most importantly, helps you continue to keep the pounds off. So you don't lose the weight, and then they say, good luck. They actually help you through the entire process. And the simple start plan now, $59. That's right, only $59. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Inside or outside the state, they can help you lose the weight. You'll feel great, Livia.com.
0: Also, uh, our friends at Federated Insurance have been helping business owners for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, and they are also partners with the Timberwolves, so all sorts of intersecting interests here. And uh, they're all about risk management, tools and resources to help maximize the success of your business. You can find out a full list of industries Federated protects and works with at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Uh, Boys, a couple other things, Wolves related. As we go into the new league year, Torian Prince coming back on a two-year, $16 million contract. Really good role player. Just a good solid 15, 20 minutes per night on a regular basis. Now the first like 15 or 20 games, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn to save his life with that shot. He was shooting like 20% from three point range, but he wound up shooting, uh, for the, for the, once you got to like late November to the end of the year, he shot 41% from three point range and 48% from the field and just fit in very well, moving the ball, cutting, could play a little defense. So, uh, I like it. I think it's, it's a reasonable price. I do wonder as they try to get more playing time for Jalen Noel, which is another topic to discuss here because Chris Finch will play a clip here in a second, but I just wonder with Beasley and Torian Prince coming back and are they going to try and find more time for Balmaro over here? And then they drafted players and right, Jaden McDaniels, but you want to get you know, Jalen Noel some extra playing time. I I do wonder how this is all going to work or if a trade is in the works at some point in the next five to seven days.
1: I don't think Beasley's coming back. I I think he's going to trade him. I think he traded him once for a reason, probably. Um, and I don't, you know what? The inconsistencies of him on the floor probably drive Finch crazy. Because, like, you don't know. And then the, the problem, too, is bees will come into games and will, will um, decide, I'm just going to jack up my shots. Like, I don't know that he fits that role consistently, right? Because he doesn't start comes into the games. If, if he's hot, it's awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah. Problem is, if he's not hot, he's still like, I'm going to get mine. And on this team right now, with the players that they have for a bench guy, I don't know that that's the greatest idea unless you are going to hit the majority of those shots, and that's a difficult thing to ask for.
0: Yeah. Beasley's such a weird player because he yeah he finished fourth on the team in shot attempts per game. He shoots. He takes eleven shot attempts per game he just yeah. he, he needs a lot of shots to get a feel for but then he's also one of the best three-point shooters in the league especially when he's hot he can literally like knock five or six down in a game um, but is it is it worth that many shots and that little defense at that price whatever it is 15 or 17 million dollars a year i don't know
1: i feel like mm-hmm. beasley should probably uh play a lot and start on a team that's not very good <laughs>
0: wasn't he averaging 20 points a game on this losing Wolves team like yeah. two years but, ago. But I mean, I
1: think he fits in. <laughs> I think if you can start him and he gets his shots and his team is is not good, but yeah. he gets his, I think he's probably fairly satisfied.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he'd prefer to win, but you know, at the end well, of the day, I'm not worried about it. No, I'm no, t-
1: I am t- advising <laughs> him what's best for him. And I don't know that he is um, a <laughs> that he is part a, a key part of a good team.
0: Can we also, can we play, do we have the Jalen Noel clip yeah. from Chris Finch decks? So this is kind of, he was, he was asked about the nucleus and he mentioned Jalen Noel's name in the nucleus of Ant and Jade McDaniels and someone followed up, oh, it's the second time that you've kind of brought up Jalen Noel's name and this is what Finch said. And like, Thankfully, he was there to play when we had injuries to, uh,
2: or absences for COVID or whatever. Um, but now it's you know we're trying to figure out how to get a role a more consistent role for him
0: uh, and we want him to feel as a part of, as a part of that young, our young core
2: as you know anybody else that's here so it's easy to forget sometimes these guys but everybody helped us at some point last year uh, played significantly uh, good
0: basketball couple Jalen Noel facts for you because I I love him mm-hmm. I think he's amazing and I I wish they would have gone back and played him more in that Memphis series. So he finished fifth out of, out of the 18 players that logged at least a game last season, um, and and 15 of the Wolves players played in at least 30 games. So let's, let's just say out of the 15 players that were in the rotation, Jalen Noel was fifth on the team in windchairs per 48 minutes, which is kind of an all-encompassing just – it's almost like wins above replacement in baseball he was fifth on the team in player efficiency rating and per thirty six minutes he averages nineteen points five rebounds and five assists with a very good slashing shooting percentage you know field goal percentage three point and uh and free throw so he can score he can he can distribute he can kind of take a game he's he's confident enough to say all right our offense has gone awry here I'm gonna come off the bench and it's just gonna be my offensive show here for the next, you know, six to eight minutes. So I kind of love the fact that unprompted Chris Finch is saying, all right, I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we view Jalen Noel as one of the pieces of this young nucleus. And we're going to try and find some more time for him in 2022,
1: 23. And one thing I liked about Finch a lot, and he continues to do it. And I think it's smart is, is he is very, um, he examines how he used players and he takes the blame or takes fault when he feels that he had opportunity to use guys more it feels like it it took place about three or four times during the course of the season um and i think publicly it's smart too because it shows hey it shows the player that you clearly like him and would like to have a plan for him so beasley and noel to me are interesting cases because of this Beasley strikes me as a volume veteran player who needs his and he's going to get his. Okay. When Noel came into games, it felt like he had a stabilizing influence and he felt like, and this is just totally from, you know, observing him watching games. If he felt like a winning player, but like he felt like a piece on a winning team. I agree. Beasley to me feels like a piece of I'm going to get mine and I, you know, prefer to start and I'm going to shoot when I get my chance. Noel felt like and this is a very complimentary thing to say for a young player that he was a calming influence and actually could take control. He feels like a piece of the puzzle or a chip in a winning formula. Beasley is the type of guy who does not. And that's the difference there, too. And I think Finch knows that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Finch, I think the, if you look, Finch fell on the sword for not playing J-Mac more times, Noel more times, and the common denominator is he fell on the sword and felt that he didn't do a good job of working in role players who play very important roles.
0: Yeah. It just becomes kind of a a minute's crunch. So you're going to have to figure out, Okay, if you want to get Jalen Noel from, and by the way, he played once in the six games against Memphis, and I believe it was in a blowout loss. I think they just brought him in yes, in one of the games right. for like 10 minutes. You so right. if you want to go from, all right, he, you know, he played in, uh, he played in like, what was it, 62 of the games, but only averaged 15, 16 minutes. If you say, all right, we want him to be a 20 to 25 minutes guy. Like Jay McDaniels was 25 minutes. Pat Bev is 25. Vanderbilt's 25. Let's get, him, let's get him an extra 10 minutes a game, and let's make sure that he's not just rotting on the bench in a playoff series. Well, who does he take playing time from? Because Pat Beverly, until he goes over the age cliff, I'm not swapping many Pat Beverly minutes out. If you look at the Timberwolves' best lineup combinations, go look at like their three-man lineup combinations. Pat Bev is in almost all of them. <laughs> just leadership, defense, ball movement, everything. Malik Beasley is. All signs kind of point to if you're going to bring Torrey and Prince back and if you're going to give Jalen Noel some more playing time, it probably comes at the expense of Malik Beasley. So can you can you leverage his expiring contract and ability to knock down threes? And maybe maybe there's a team that just needs some more three point shooting and would then like his contract to come off the books. Maybe you exchange for uh, for another big man or something. I don't know that stretch where
3: Finch is talking about where they're strapped with COVID and then add some injuries too. So from uh, December 17th through February, uh, through February 1st, I should say. So he was playing 22 minutes a game, um, averaging about nine shots per game, beating up 12 points, shooting almost 50% from the floor. I went to the game against Boston when they were like literally COVID-strapped. Greg Monroe came off a bus and played like 20 minutes essentially for them, and it was awesome. And 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 Noel, that game was a baller. Played like 34 minutes, dropped 25 points. He was sweet. Um, I think it points to Beasley, Beasley's minutes. Like it, I, I would rather get Jalen Noel at 21 minutes with a little bit more just efficiency of a guy who can shoot 50 percent, shoot some threes, but isn't going to be chucking them necessarily. And is just more of a better tempo energy guy than Beasley, who's just going to be a chucker. And yeah, there'll be some games where where Beasley will light it up and, and potentially carry you to win. But he also is so ineffective and inconsistent that I'd rather give those minutes to Noel.
0: Yeah, and they're both pretty comparable size wise. Beasley might be a like an inch taller, but they're pretty. It's not like you're oh man, Beasley is this six foot eight, six foot nine lanky guy that also plays defense. I mean, that's he's he's a shooting guard who can right. maybe play some three. Right. So, and by the way, percentage wise, Jalen Noel actually shot, so Jalen Noel shot thirty nine percent from three. Beasley shot thirty seven. Beasley takes eight per game, and oftentimes is heat checking with a hand in his face. So, if you gave Noel the volume of shots that Beasley takes, I don't know that he would sustain thirty nine percent. But he's a very good three point shooter and a better overall player. So maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe you keep Beasley's expiring and it comes off your books next year, and he just plays fewer minutes. Or maybe you find a trade partner to just completely open up that slot for for Jalen Noel.
1: And he definitely has growth potential, right? Well, like I think J Mac is is a really valuable backup player. But I think if you asked more and said, you know, let's give J Mac more and more and more. Mc- you're wrong, you
0: talking about McLaughlin? Yeah, J Okay. Yeah, because got- I got. Think- Oh, Jay McDaniel. sorry. Two J-Max on here. McLaughlin,
1: <laughs> I think I think on McLaughlin, if you decided to up his role more and more and more, I think he, he would hit a, a wall, and you'd be making a mistake. Yes. I feel like with Noel, I, that you are tip of the iceberg stuff right now. And I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I think you can press him uh, to see more potential growth, and there's a good chance that you'll get that growth.
0: Yep, I agree. I think we got to be careful what we ask for. with Jordan McLaughlin, good player, is he a guy that you want? Because you know, there are some people that were saying trade is, D'Angelo Russell and no, then just give thirty-five no. minutes a game to J Mac. That no, might I be a little bit of a stretch. But but actually, I actually this might be a hot take. I actually think Jalen Jalen Noel as like a thirty to thirty-five minute per game guy. Maybe not immediately this year, but I think I think there's a chance he's just a really good starting caliber That's a combo perfect. guard, more yeah. of a shooting guard than a point guard, but can also dribble and make plays and. Absolutely. Set up the offense as needed. So
1: oh. What does Mackey know about that?
0: <laughs> not as much stick as Kyle Taggy.
1: Stick <laughs> to baseball.
0: No, not as much as Kyle Taggy. And by the way, today on this Wednesday, we will be debuting Flagrant Howls on the Mackey and Judd podcast feed, the Scornorth YouTube channel, and we're going to launch, uh, it's the old Raised by Wolves feed, but since we stopped doing that podcast like two and a half years ago, there's been an HBO show that's gone two seasons called Raised by Wolves, and then the wolves used Raised by oh, Wolves yeah. as a marketing slogan. That
1: was my favorite.
0: They just took it. So it's, the name has been kind of hijacked from us. And if you search Raised by Wolves on Google, it's just it's just the TV show. Yeah, I really uh, so love that show. It's, it's, so we're gonna that podcast feed is if you already subscribed to it, uh, it's coming back to life as flagrant howls sometime after we post this first episode. But you can always find those. Uh, once a week during the off season, here starting today on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and on the Score North YouTube channel, Kyle Tagge, uh for two or three years ran Canis Hoopus, which is the the biggest and I think longest running Timberwolves blog platform, and now he's going to do some podcasting with us and with Dane Moore on the Dane Moore NBA podcast. We're looking forward to that. Uh, but let's uh, let's collect ourselves here because it is that time of week every Wednesday. Where we have to admit that we were wrong. Write that down, and an accountability session coming up. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and John. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down, and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down with Mackie and John. When are you going to admit that you were wrong, Judd? You know what? I'm going to stop this week.
1: In fact, don't show (laughs) anything I've got wrong. Just show all my right predictions. I am done admitting I'm wrong, but unfortunately I'm going to admit it today.
0: Since you refuse to apologize for just your absolute unfair bashing of a former high first-round draft pick coming into his own here in the month of June, Dylan Bundy. Yeah. We should Declan make Judd apologize for all of his incorrect predictions. Not, not It's not enough like just it. to admit that you were wrong. We, we should make you, you know apologize what? for all your incorrect predictions.
1: You know what? Today I'll do it. Today, anything <laughs> in red, I will apologize profusely for.
0: I don't even remember how many incorrect predictions you had. I hope it's a lot. It a, Thanks. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks. I was a couple seltzers in Thanks. when I was putting After this together. After yesterday's last night.
1: contentious, contentious <laughs> purple daily episode, now you hope I'm wrong. Oh, that was so great.
0: <laughs> Yeah, people people enjoyed that we were fighting over a Vikings historical 53-man roster Purple yesterday. <laughs> so this is Write That Down. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. That's pretty much the only rule. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to be a guest listener participant like our guy Nick is about to be, we'll bring him in here in just a couple minutes. You can send us a message through the Score North app. It is a free platform for all of our content in one place. And, by the way, speaking of the Score North app, we have two days left on the Purple Daily Getaway to Miami contest where we are sending two fans of the Purple down to the South Beach area week six. We, we'll take care of the lower-level tickets for you, two tickets, the travel costs. All you have to do to, to, uh, to have a chance to win is open the Score North app, register, and enter through listener rewards. You have exactly two days left. We are drawing after the month is over, and we will make an announcement probably sometime early next week. So, are you ready to be held accountable? All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. All right, Judd. We'll start Let's with see. you here.
1: Let's see what I got to apologize for. Oh, yeah. Here's a few.
0: Ooh, <laughs> four apologies coming here. For Judd Zolgad, you said Byron Buxton will homer for the Twins last Wednesday night. He didn't even play last Wednesday night. Yeah, I didn't realize
1: he couldn't run, he couldn't walk, he couldn't jog. You know what? I'm very, very (laughs) sorry for expecting him to play.
0: (laughs) You said Barry Trotz will be hired by the Winnipeg Jets. He turned down Winnipeg's offer.
1: I am very sorry that Trotz decided to take a year off and collect his uh, paycheck from his previous employer.
0: Smart move by old Bear. Yeah, I'm uh, very sorry. Looks like sorry. a guy that probably enjoys an adult beverage or two.
1: Oh God, yeah, hell of a coach,
0: great coach, oh. mm-hmm.
1: potential uh, G- GM. I guess, I guess he's uh, considering making the move to the GM chair.
0: Okay, uh, uh, David Fisdale just moved to the front office after sixteen or twenty years really? on NBA benches. Yeah,
1: where with whom? Uh, who did who picked him up? No, uh, oh, I've always liked, he's liked him. On NBA team. <laughs> Thanks for that um, insight. I'll you're welcome. Yeah. I always like him.
0: Team, sure. yeah, he's a good guy. You Here. said, you said and the NBA Finals MVP would come from the Celtics.
1: I think the Celtics were up at that point in the series. I'd like to apologize for the Celtics gagging so badly in that series. <laughs>
0: oh, boy. And, and then you said Billy Guerin will be named General Manager of the Year. Well, he wasn't even named one of the three finalists, so No respect. I
1: like to- I'd like to apologize for an oversight by everyone who was in charge of constructing oh the final three for that <laughs> award. I'm, I'm very sorry that they did such a poor job. My guy Billy deserved better. Yeah.
0: But you did redeem yourself by saying the Timberwolves will make at least one trade. This is really going on to the limb. Wow. I knew it. You the Wolves gonna, will make knew... at least one trade involving their draft picks on Thursday night Man. in league where trades happen every 10 seconds. I'm really
1: sorry <laughs> for getting that point. I'm Just even to... apologizing for my correct predictions i'm very sorry for the fact that nice job that beating
0: point. the shift there as the entire infield was shifted over on the right side of yeah. second base i Jud- bunted third, down.
1: third baseman was a shortstop i just bunted i laid down a gorgeous punt.
0: so uh, i said the wolves will trade the 19th pick and it'll involve a current nba player coming back to the wolves well i got the first half of that right yeah sorry uh, i did say the twins will remain above 500 through july 1st because i believe in this franchise nobody else does i believe in this franchise <laughs>
1: including yeah. this guy
0: uh speaking of yeah Royce said on behalf of the listeners the twins won't the, he said this after one of the games last week that the twins won't have sole possession of first place again in 2022 I believe they reclaimed it like two days later yeah so <laughs> so that was wrong and then Declan you said the twins will hit back-to-back home runs at some point in the last week they did not you said Chet Holmgren will go first overall ah. with the magic He did not. But you also said the twins will remain five hundred or above of once June thirtieth was passed, and mathematically they will. They will be above five hundred. So there you have it. Declan's still hitting
3: five. Just
1: just remarkable. I mean I mean, I'm having a good season and this is just unheard of. I mean, I'm doing really well. I'm very proud of myself.
0: And the power numbers too. It's not just the batting average. No, it's everything. It's eleven home runs. Five I don't know tool. why I still have the listeners highlighted there. They should not be highlighted because they do not lead that category. Five tool, either. five tool player. Mm. Judd three fifty five with four home runs. Listeners two ninety six with nine bombs. I'm at two ninety three with six home runs on the season. What's
3: so that? Let's bring. What's, what's oh, that ahead, guy on the left
0: do? Well, he gets all the predictions right.
3: That's uh, that's that's what wow. I do.
1: Uh, he's having a great year. Just a fantastic
0: year. Listen, there's two halves to the right. That down. That's season. true. We are yeah, approaching right. the halfway point here. Yeah. So anything can happen in the second half. Let's get guest listener predictor Nick in the house.
2: What's up, guys?
0: Nick told us off microphone that he feels like he can challenge Declan for the uh, best yeah. hair on the show crown here. So you guys are both wearing hats today, though. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Tell. I got bad head going on right now. Yeah. Nick, same. And I, I was so uh,
3: bringing the life of Declan that everyone obviously cares about. I was supposed to have a haircut on Monday and then mm-hmm. uh, my appointment was i never booked it. So uh, luckily I didn't show up and like you don't have an appointment. So I wasn't able to get one. But like I checked online like 10 minutes before I was supposed to leave and now I can't get it cut to like mid-July. So I'm gonna be like at almost three months without a cut, which is unprecedented for me. I get it cut pretty quickly. So this is uh, this is a very first world problem for me. That's happening.
1: What are you mm. Doing
0: man, yeah. really glad that's we got that
3: update. I just want to make About sure everyone is aware of this. Yourself. It's an By issue. By the way,
1: the North Dakota <laughs> hat to me, bravo! I mean, you are giving it to the the Gopher fans, the Husky fans. Good exactly.
0: for you. Just Trolling here, mm. mm-hmm. trolling. So, mm-hmm. all right, Nick, when did you when did you first become a Minnesota sports fan?
4: Um, my first Minnesota sports memory was the 2009 NFC championship. I was six. I remember watching that with my grandpa and my dad. And yeah, it's been about the same sense. Not much enjoyment.
0: Not many hey, were playoff you, wins. Were you old enough to, to, to cry? Could you, you process what was happening? Not really. No, not really. Okay. So you were at least shielded. So you've been, you've emotionally shielded from the 2009 Debacle. Yeah,
4: I'm kind of like Judd, just kind of like negative about Minnesota sports. Wow. So sport, sports on C
1: I'm raising a generation of kids who will look at this product and say, what a bunch of crap. It's not surprising they lost. Good for you. Uh,
0: I feel like Nick could be your sports grandson, though. So yeah. if we did some, math, what are 19? you, 50, 52? Maybe you had your first sports kid when yeah. you were you know, 19 or 20.
1: farve has got a grandkid now who's got to be about 10 or 11, right, I think? And Farb's about your age? and Farb's my age exactly. Okay, October sixty nine uh, and <laughs> October tenth of sixty nine. I'm November thirteenth. Yeah, I love okay. it
0: when, when Judd's sports kids start pumping out the sports grandkids, just a, fam- uh, a family well, tree of de- as de- depressed, everyone, negative, as pessimistic as long sports As fan.
1: everyone says, what a load of bleep! I'm happy.
0: <laughs> so Nick, we're going to start with you, and we're going to go around the room. Nick, Judd, Declan, over to me. We'll make three trips, and uh, you get to lead us off here. So, what's your strategy?
4: Um, I'm going to go for some doubles and some home runs here
1: Okay.
4: Um, with my first prediction, write this down. The Minnesota twins will not win a playoff game this year. <laughs> um, I don't think their pitching staff is competitive enough. Uh, we saw that against the Yankees. Uh, I just don't think they can compete with the big dogs when it comes to the playoff teams.
0: So off the record, do you think they'll have a chance to win a playoff game?
4: I think they have a, I think they have a shot. Yeah, like one, but I think they're for like sure. Like they'll make the playoffs. You think they're going to yeah. make the playoffs? I think they swept. should. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, the Yankees again last night. Just and Aaron Boone. Did you guys see Aaron Boone got tossed in the eighth inning last night? <laughs> I did not see. it. It's the way that he manipulates that and berates umpires. Yeah. So the, they the the home plate umpire missed a couple. Aaron Judge was at the plate, and there were back to back pitches that were pretty borderline, but they were definitely below the strike zone. If you look at the K zone. And the first one, Aaron Boone, they show him in the dugout and he's mouthing, it's effing low. It's effing low. And like you know, You'll see it. He basically, like, you'll see it later. I promise you it was effing low. And then on the next pitch, another one was low and he chirps again, gets tossed, and comes walking out and is lecturing all four umpires, pointing at them, basically, like, do your job, be better, points at the other guy, the crew chief. That goes for you too. And, and he, <laughs> I love it. And he walks back in. It's like, we we dominate the batter's box. You guys are incompetent. I'm out of here. See ya. And the Yankees won. That's incredible. I'd like to see Rocco do that just once. Just come out there and say, Rocca we run comes- the show
1: here, okay?
0: No.
1: He comes out a lot, but it's always like these uh, these like in-depth conversations that take place. It, it feels kind of
0: forced, great. too. It's like he it feels like I great. need to go out there and show my team that I care about them. The show some and fire and emotion.
1: And, and Astros are both damn good, too. I think the Astros beat the Mets like 9 to 1 last night. Mm. Mm. A Yankees down. Astros playoff would be fantastic.
0: Mm. No All right, back to, to Judd race. here. Your, your first prediction.
1: All right, the Twins will win at least six of nine in their next three series, which are against Baltimore this weekend, the White Sox, and then the Rangers. Okay. I think it's very plausible that they will win at least six of nine in those three series. Okay. Baltimore's <laughs> actually playing pretty well right now, but. And right that's
0: here. probably not a home run prediction because those are bad teams no. right now.
1: And said, I said uh, Sox, Orioles, least, and who? Uh,
3: Rangers. Rangers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I said at least, so I'm not saying that it's exactly six of nine. So if they win. Yeah, if they win all nine, they'll get something. credit. Like
0: yeah. Yeah. All okay. right,
3: Declan. All right, my first prediction. Um, I, I talked about this on uh, the Score North Socials last night after watching Emilio Pagan melt down for like the hundredth time. Uh, so here's an option to replace Emil Pagan, and in fact, just an option in the bullpen. So write this down and make this quantifiable. The Twins will promote Evan Sisk between now and August 31st. So Evan Sisk is uh, in AAA now. He was dominating AA Wichita. He got promoted to the Saints. He's a left-handed pitcher, uh, struck out 37 guys in 32 innings, crafty little sidearm lefty. Uh, in fact, he, I I even texted with a source that said do you think you'll see this guy up with the Twins pretty soon, and he said I would bet on it. So I'm going to put this into quantifiable. Oh, so Declan inside. Declan
0: original reporting original here. Original reporting or is this insider the trading? Is this, this not insider? And
3: I I wouldn't say this is a home run because I'm also giving like two months for this to happen, and I did some insider reports, but I want this on the record. Evan Sisk is going to come up before September 1st. He's going to help out All this right. bullpen, so the Twins will promote Evan Sisk between now and August 31st.
0: All right. How does this work though? If Declan texts someone and they basically say, "Yeah, we're calling this guy up," does he get to use that to his advantage? Because we say if you if there's a report on the internet that says this thing is going to happen, you can't sneak in and say, "Hey." It
1: doesn't bo- this one. Doesn't bother me.
0: Okay, I don't, I,
1: I I agree. This, is, this doesn't
0: it. cross the line. I just you know Declan's going to be working his sources here to blow his five hundred six batting I'm, I'm, average.
2: I, we might I have to put a
0: put a governor on this thing.
1: All right. let's just say i wouldn't volunteer it that i uh that i called or texted the source i would just <laughs> make the prediction and allow it to ride and mm. then when i'm right so, so declan's
0: showboating a here a little bit he's betting yeah, yeah i'm say, bragging he okay. he's yeah, he's, trying trying to bra-
1: he's trying to brag but in doing so he actually brought the prediction into question because now it crosses a potential a, that's okay potentially a line that's okay no i'm just saying next time don't, don't, don't tell don't tell phil don't brag about it. Just say, I write this down. I'm doing some research.
0: I'm connected. I'm connected. I am yeah, the game. I look,
1: at, look at me and my sources. <laughs> and my sources.
0: Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's make my first prediction here. So I write think this down. we talked about Jalen Noel earlier today on Mackie and Judd. Chris Finch is very high on him. They're going to try and find him more minutes. He's part of the Young Nucleus. So write this down. Jalen Noel will drop 20 points or more in a game before January 1st. So the, the spirit of this is they're going to find him early season playing time. He will take advantage. He was playing like 14 minutes a game last year, and once in a while he'd get into double digits. He might have had a 20-point game at some point last year, but he will drop at least 20 points in a game sometime before January 1st.
3: Write this down. I like, Write it, like down. it.
0: I like it. A Jalen Noel party. All right, Nick, your second prediction.
4: All right, so with my second prediction, <clears throat> this is more of a home run swing. I think Adrian Peterson will knock out Le'Veon Bell in their boxing match. <laughs> I think AP's just huge.
0: Um, he should just land that knockout punch. Do we know how many rounds this thing is going? It's an exhibition. Yeah, I'm not really
1: sure. <laughs> it's supposed to be an exhibition.
0: 15, or 15 rounds, <laughs> go throw it back to the Probably three or five <laughs> rounds. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Are they wearing headgear because it's an exhibition, or are they going to just get out there and...
4: I think they will if they're not professional boxers. Because so I know, like, a lot of the YouTubers were wearing headgear.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. It's Pansies. Bad. Pansies.
2: Write this down.
0: All right, Judd, your second
2: oh,
1: prediction. Oh, All right, uh, write this down. Staying on the Twins track. Miguel Sano will hit at least one home run for the Twins in the playoffs this season. So he, so they will make the playoffs. Sano will be back. I don't know if he'll be starting consistently. My guess is he won't be. But he'll come off the bench. Somehow he will stumble into a home run in the playoffs, at least one.
0: Who says Judd's negative? Look, look at
1: that.
0: He is Mr. Positive. He use a, in the playoffs. Miguel Sano coming back. Could use Kurt a streaky Gibson hitter style. like that. Get that offense going. You could right. use them. Dex. Next
3: uh, prediction. Oh, a hockey a, one. Jerk you are. Hockey prediction here. Uh-huh. Write this down. So uh, Blink-182's uh, All the Small Things took over Colorado, which was just great. I love that, that we are adopting a song that actually goes with people of the age group and not playing Sweet Caroline, like, we, like I pitched about six months ago on this platform. And other, other hockey teams are starting to adopt this more. So I want to put this into quantifiable realms. Write this right. down. The Wild will use Mr. Brightside as their sing-along song on multiple occasions in 2022-23. So it's going to be their sing-along song. They're going to play it during some type of stoppage or an intermission at some point, but the Wild will use Mr. Brightside. Judd and I can kind of quantify this, I think, because we go to a decent amount of games. We'll figure out if they're doing this on multiple occasions. And they
1: occasions. Started this last, and they did it, because I, I sent you the one time that was in the playoffs, right? Yeah, they, Where they, did, they, that. they did it exactly.
3: once, but I'm going to say it's going to be their song, and it's going to be used multiple occasions. That's
0: my okay. quantifiable realm here. Okay. Judd, I'm, you're going to have to police this one. This is, for this to be a regular thing is sort of hard to... yeah. Obviously. Like, a, this is a, a nightly thing?
3: My, my quantifiable 41 thing. 41
0: games? Or? No, no,
3: no. On multiple occasions. So it has to happen more than once. That's what I'm saying.
0: So if they play Mr. Brightside in the arena more than once, you win? Yes. And there has to so be a sing-along. There has to be a sing-along with it.
1: But they'll do that. Like, they constructed it all in, in the playoffs, and it worked. So they're going to do it. Okay. I, I think you need to put a number on it.
0: Who's counting this though? Are you guys just going to be sitting in there every night just I don't counting know.
1: the? It's not my prediction, dude. All right, how about this? Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. How about this? How about this? Okay, fine. How
3: about they'll use Mr. Brightside on the home opener as a sing along song. I'll like say it's okay. specific. It's it's quantifiable. Right. There, they'll they'll play it. They'll use it as their sing along song on the home opener, regular season home opener. Okay,
0: that's I like that. Right and It down. comes off the board this season too. Yeah, in two thousand twenty two. Okay, write this down. Byron Buxton. We'll have a multi-home run game between now and next week's. Write that down. Old Buck just uh, set a new career high last night with his 20th home run before the end of June. So he's on pace for like 40 or 42 home runs, even though he's only on pace to play 120 games. But he will have a multi-home run game sometime in the next week. He's dialed in right now. All right, Nick, your third and final prediction. All right. For my third and final prediction, write this down. The Minnesota
4: Vikings... Will win their first four NFL games this year. Their first regular season games, I should say. They will start out four and zero. Wow! So that would
0: include uh, you got Packers, Eagles Monday night. Would it be Lions and then and then the London game? Is that the week? No,
4: I think it goes. Yeah, I think it goes Green Bay, Philly, and then I think we have the London one week 3 i think we play like the bears week 4 then or something like that
0: oh it's uh it's it's detroit london and then Bears are week five into okay. into Dolphins week six, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll start out four and now. I'm, I'm pretty confident.
1: Listen, he's just saying start out four now. That's, a, that's I just, a hell of a start.
0: Love it. Nick, uh, great work. Your first time here on Write That Down since you've got this life-changing platform on Mackie and Judd. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Um,
4: I'd like to thank you guys. You guys put out Minnesota Sports Talk. That's, that's pretty good. Instead of listening to K-Fan or all these other ones that – to his positivity. I really like Judd. He's really real with the fans, and he connects to us well. So,
0: Your sports right. grandfather. Yeah. Uh, yep. right there. There's a lot of people look, look that, that don't like having. Judd, you, but this, you guys, is
1: a, this, this kid gets it.
0: You guys have the same sports genes. You can kind of see the, you know, the resemblance but not, but, here.
1: But not the same hair. <laughs> That's some killer hair. <laughs> it really Great is. salad.
0: Thanks. Awesome, man. All right, Nick, thanks for coming on. Dude. Oh, yeah, we'll next. definitely get you on again sometime. All right, sweet. See Thank you. you. All right, there he is, guest listener predictor, Nick. And, uh, and his swings were powered by our new friends at Equity Partners. So uh, one of the owners of Equity Partners is Ryan. And Ryan, we actually met him at the Purple Daily draft party at Surly a few months back and got to talking. And we'd love to spread the word about Equity Partners on Mackie and & Judd and Purple Daily. If you are in the market to sell your home, they have so many ways they can help you when you partner with them, from simple fixes to total remodels to just increase the value of your home to being able to put your offers in on your next home and, 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 and not have the contingency hanging over your head. So you can, it's so hard to time it up, right? I'm going to sell my home, but I got to get into a new home and time it up the right way. You can put offers in on your next home non-contingent on the sale of yours. You can move before you sell and find out more how equity partners can help you Equitypartnersmn.com, equity partners, mn.com equity partners. All right.
2: Write this down. Mm -hmm.
0: And you can help support uh, a loyal listener of Score North, Purple Daily, and Mackie and Judd in the process. All right, Judd, your third and final prediction here.
1: All right. Um, I'm also going to go to the Adrian Peterson well, but I'm not going to go for the boxing match since that was taken, and I can't uh, top that prediction. So I will go with this. Adrian Peterson will sign with another NFL team during this season. So oh. somebody will have a running back out. The dude won't go away. Uh, he's desperate for paychecks. Uh, and, and, and to be very careful here, I am saying he will sign with a team. I don't know if he'll play a game. I don't know if he'll be signed through a no. game. But he will get. He will sign with a team during 2022. Amazing.
0: What if he's just? What if he's just an amazing boxer? I, I think there's a possibility. Such a great athlete. He's Could so yet. physically. It- you know, he's like 225 pounds of just straight muscle. Yeah. Like six feet tall. Anything's possible, man. I wouldn't want to step in the ring with
1: that Write this down. No. Hell no. God, no. Mm. I wouldn't want to step in the ring, period. <laughs> with anybody. That's accurate. Yep, I might get hurt. <laughs> All right, Declan.
3: All right, my final one. Write this down. I'll make this quantifiable. May as well keep this train moving. Martin Perez will be named to the American League All-Star roster this season. Martin Perez will make Your the guy. American League All-Star roster roster. Texas is terrible, by the way. So, like, they're going to yeah, get yeah, someone God. probably on there, and it's probably going to yeah. be Martin Perez. So, write it down and make it quantifiable. He'll be named to the American League All-Star roster.
0: Now I feel like I have to counter it with a Martin Perez
3: prediction. Okay. Here. This
1: down.
0: All
3: right,
1: let's, how does let's check out his Perez, how does he become such an integral part of this show? I don't
0: know. Because we, we argued about it a few yeah. weeks ago. No, I don't. Alright, so he has, let's see, What's his He's God, he's ridiculous this season. Former twin man. Okay, Martin has a 2.22 earned run average right now. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, he had a pretty rough start two nights ago. He he allowed four runs over six. Years. His ERA was 1.96 before a start in which he allowed four earned runs over six innings. So uh, he did pick up a win because they scored 10 runs. But here's my prediction. Martin Perez's ERA on the season will be, so it's it's 2.22 right now. It'll be over four for the season by the end of August. So yeah. it's going to, his ERA is essentially going to double, is what I'm saying here, in the next two months. Is that a home run prediction? I mean, mathematically, he'd have to be, Really, really bad over the next two I months. Yeah, I, I think it's a that. home run
3: because you're you're also you're hinging that he's going to be really bad, and he's been really good.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm saying he's going to do an about mm-hmm. face. He's going to go from being a well, Cy Young candidate to
1: yeah. I mean, it's happened before with him. Okay, here,
0: Martín Perez, future. Uh, Future game three starter in the American League Championship Series for the Minnesota <laughs> Twins here, in about in the, and then I will happily happily admit I was wrong and eat my words. But those That's are your that. write that down predictions here. He'll get
1: shell. <laughs> He'll start game three. Then and the, wheel, absolute, the wheels will come yeah, off in the playoffs nine, for the first time. Three eleven <laughs> nine nine four one. That's the pitch That's line. his line. That's the picture. Just a complete disaster. And then Declan will will be at fault because he's the one that thought up this whole wacky scenario. Hilarious.
0: All right. That is a wrap on Write That Down, Mackie and Judd, where we admit that we were wrong every single Wednesday. And we're the only show in America to put statistics next to our predictions. It's it's a tightrope walk uh, every single week on both this show and on Purple Daily. And don't forget, check out the first episode of Flagrant Howls later on this Wednesday with uh, Kyle Tagge and myself breaking down all things leading up to the NBA league year as it relates to the Timberwolves. We'll see you guys for Reckless Speculation Thursday tomorrow.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time, and clearly he's not ready to hang up the cleats.